1: moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
2: Radio. All right, hour two. We got legendary moment. Running back extraordinaire josh jacobs he'll be joining us and what should the expectations be for the packers this year with jordan love we teased that a little bit talked about it touched on a little bit in the first hour and we got a special up or down on game all right i hope y'all are excited for it we'll, we'll toss in a tad bit of Zeke Elliott, you know, we'll talk a little Zeke. Zeke is no longer a cowboy. Eh, what's his legacy? We'll get to all of that. Hour two right here, right now. That's Up on Game.
3: Fox Sports Radio. radio, radio, radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Houshmatata for the touchdown. This is the show for you. And lobs it. Boris alone. Levar With Lavar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. TJ, I love the way
4: you break the game down. LA, man, you were drafted by my squad, number two overall, 99. Three. And Plax, man, you were 757 product. Ain't everybody knew who Plax was growing up around here, man. <laughs> Three of the
3: best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. Here's Pro Bowlers Lavar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Pla-
2: Mexico All right, we're broadcasting live. It's hour two. We're in the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Yeah, if you want to check us out on the Twitter, you can go to at Lavar Arrington at hoosh84.com at Plexico Burris, at Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen live. If you're not already listening live from somewhere like iHeartRadio app, then you could go on iHeartRadio app. And if you're searching, search FSR or Fox Sports Radio. You can also it's search Up On Game wherever it is that you get your podcast and Up On Game presents. That's T.J. Hutchman's eyes, Plexico Burris. It is indeed hour two. And, fellas – we're going to jump into this legendary moment with Josh Jacobs I would say the going into this this um, this this uh, legendary moment conversation this one goes out to all of the high school recruits and all of the guys that you know are seemingly feeling like recruitment isn't going the way that you would like for it to go or you know seeming like you're running out of time. Just keep your head down, keep grinding, keep your grades up, keep working hard, keep being a good person, and keep reaching out to these coaches. I know that they have made their Twitters unaccessible now. You can't send them messages and stuff like that right on their walls. You know, do whatever it is that you need to do to kind of keep your name out there in front of these coaches because you just never know. An opportunity could come. Here's how something happened for Josh Jacobs this week's legendary moment.
3: Oh. Man on gay, on gay, gay, gay presents Conversations with a Legend. And now, this is your legendary moment.
5: So when I was going throughout high school, um, I didn't really have, my senior year came around and didn't have any offers or anything like that. Um, maybe like three or two or three weeks before signing day, I'm still like, man, what am I about to do with my life? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I, I, had, I had a kid the same day I signed on no, National signed day, February 3rd. His birthday just passed. He okay. turned seven. Shots out. Uh, yeah, shots uh-huh. out of him. Uh, but man, it, it, I was just like sitting there thinking, you know, and um, so when Alabama offer came by, I was just like, man, I now I get a chance to, you know, feel How like, does that happen?
2: Yeah, it's How crazy. How does that happen? You have no offers and then. Alabama is your last? Uh, Like, what did they say to you when they came
5: to offer you? Yeah, so, at the time, so, like, my first offer was, like, New Mexico State or or something like that, you know, uh, Wyoming or something like that, and um, I was just like, man, like, I led the, you know, the state in rushing and everything like that. I'm like, man, what am I? What am I but, doing wrong? Right. You know what I'm saying? I like, got all the grades and everything, you know, years before I could have graduated my junior year of high school. So I'm just like, man, I don't understand it. Um, but man, when they came and they they watched me play basketball, actually. Okay. And um, they sat down. He was like, man, you know, I wasn't even supposed to. I was supposed to stop for like 10 minutes. The running back coach, Coach Burns, uh, you know, he has like two or three Hall ho- uh, yeah. of, I mean, Hosmin uh, winners. Yeah. Uh, Man, he just sat down and he he left and he came back like 10 minutes later and we ended up spending like an hour and a half together. He was like, man, I was supposed to go see another guy, but I think you're the guy for us. Yeah, Uh you know what I'm saying? And, uh... Man, I talked to them, and they actually didn't even have a spot for me. Uh, You know, they were still waiting on the guy to qualify, uh, to see if he qualified or not. So I literally waited the day of. I kind of pushed my, like, sign of date back a little bit, like the timing, um, you know what I'm saying, to get the clear that I could go there. And really the reason why I picked there, I mean, I was always – I was a fan of Alabama since, like, seventh grade. Okay. Um, But not only that, it was just really to prove that – I can go to the best, you know, college I with the it. best athletes and prove that I belong. You know what I'm saying? So it it was definitely, you know, a blessing how it played out.
2: I'll never understand it, but I always say college recruiters are lazy as hell. They they I, I feel like most of them cut corners, they're they're dismissive. I've I've watched it myself and how how recruiters recruit, they'll go to the same schools. They look at the same talk to the same coaches, talk to the same people, and and you're you're seeing things slip through the cracks. You're you're seeing amazing talent slip through the cracks. Josh Jacobs goes on to Alabama, has an amazing career at Alabama, goes on to the pros, just won the uh ground ground award of of the year, the run basically the running back of the year award. Um Guys out there, just just know this. Even if that Alabama offer doesn't come, if you're as gifted as as you have been, where you deserve not and, and have earned, not 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 you you're you're uh privileged enough or anything, if you have earned the right to be called one of the best, where your stats say that, or your work ethic and your grades and everything says that, and you gotta go to a smaller school, do it. Go to that smaller school, and you know what? Keep wreaking havoc. Keep doing the things that you're doing because unfortunately, sometimes, a lot of times, these schools are missing true talent. They're missing real talent yeah, for one right. reason or another. And and you know what? That transfer portal is a bad right. mamma jamma these days. Go ahead. What you got? What you, you got?
6: Know, I, I I just say this, man. Um, you know, when I came out of high school, I was, you know, I was a high recruit just like you. So, you know, we had offers from basically every college in the country. And, you know, I would say to – you know, know, these young men and young women who are not getting highly recruited, everybody is not great players growing up or, or, you know, uh, getting recruited, trying to go to these major colleges. And for a lot of young players, male, female, it doesn't matter what sport that you play, your biggest advantage for, you know, a lot of different players is work ethic. And that's the only advantage a lot, of, a lot of kids is going to have because everybody's not going to be great, you know, to the naked eye, you know, going to the next level, college or pro, whatever that be. So like you say, man, you got to keep your head down. You got to stay focused. You got to keep working because your biggest advantage is your own self and your, your own work ethic and your dedication. Yeah, I mean, I,
4: I was similar to Josh Jacobs, minus getting that late offer at Alabama. <laughs> I mean, coming out of high school, I had no offers. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't playing sports, you know, like that growing up. Played my only year of high school football was my last year. That was the only year I had played football. And, and so if you're good enough, they'll eventually find you. To me, the biggest right. thing is what Plexico said. You got to work hard, but in order to work hard, you got to have one thing, and that's discipline. Mm. If you have discipline, you can go get it, and, and that's what's lacking. Is there's certain days where you're like, ah, I don't feel like doing it. But if you get, if you have that type of discipline, you're gonna go do it. You're gonna go do it, and so to me, have discipline in everything that you do. And even if you don't make it, it's hard, man. Like Everybody thinks being a professional athlete is easy or making it is easy because you may know so many. Um, but it's such a small percentage of human beings on this earth that play professional sports, but look at the large pool that actually play it growing up. It's a small percentage that are fortunate enough, and we are one of that small percentage that make it. Right.
6: One of my favorite athletes of all time is Juan Dixon. I don't know if you guys remember Juan yeah, Dixon. Course, yeah, like, Maryland. Like, point point yeah. guard at the University of Maryland. Yeah, but Washington Wizards. Juan Dixon's recruiting. Steve Blake, who we played with in college, mm-hmm. was the number one basketball player in the state of Maryland. Steve Blake was? And, yeah, Steve Blake was. Okay. And Gary Williams went to go scout Steve Blake one night when he was playing against – nobody knew who Juan Dixon was. Gary Williams went to this game to see the best player in the state of Maryland, and he came out of that game and he said, I don't know – I know who the hell Steve Blake is, but who is the guy that's guarding him? Mm. That's the guy that I want. And they ended up playing together. And, and, yeah, and, win the that, and they national title and they won a national title yeah yeah juan dixon juan dixon that's that, that's how it happens sometimes shots
2: out to juan man he's coaching these days too doing doing a hell, hell of a job uh, yeah i i just i i think i think you guys are right i think one word that comes to mind for me is belief you got to have belief because sometimes your belief will get tested um sometimes you'll feel like you're, you know, the the odds are stacked against you. Like, there's just things are against you, working against you. But you gotta always maintain a healthy belief. Like I did, I was a highly recruited guy coming out. But I gotta be honest with you, I I, I approached everything from an underdog perspective. Like my dad couldn't run with me. You know, I I didn't. There was a lot of different things that I was dealing with personally that in order for me to achieve at the level that I, I ended up, you know, succeeding at, I needed to maintain a belief of it's going to be okay. And, you know, sometimes the people that really care about you and they love you, they can tell you that, but if you don't really believe it, you'll fall victim to your own disbelief. And And that's, I think to me, one of the biggest things that, Stuck with me throughout, you know, my life. I still move that way to this day. Is that you know what? I did end up being a top recruit, but there were a lot of people that didn't believe I'd be much of anything. And and if I if I would have gave into those moments, a time where you know it was quiet, nobody was saying anything, nobody was recruiting me, nobody was thinking that I was this or I was that in terms of being the best, it, you know, then you would have never known. You know, you would have never known that I was any good. I would have never got got college offers. I would have never had the opportunity to go play at the next level and the next level after that. So your belief has got to be so strong knowing that, you know, maybe people aren't going to notice you. Maybe they're not going to see you right away. Maybe that big opportunity doesn't come about in a story like or a fantasy, you know, movie type of scenario. Real life happens, and, and if you believe in real life – um, and, and what your hard work and diligence will bring to you, just don't lose your belief. Always believe that you can can achieve. My mom says if you believe it, you can achieve it. I say that to my kids every morning. So to all the recruits out there, all the kids that are going to, you know, the big schools, take advantage of it because it ain't a given. To all the ones that are going to smaller schools, take advantage of it because it isn't a given. And whoever, whoever is whoever, if you're good, if you're great, it's going to show and you keep taking it from there. But shouts out to Josh Jacob for this week's legendary moment. On the other side of the break, yeah. Cowboys—they—they've released Zeke Elliott. We'll have some conversation on that. What I wonder from the fellas: What do you think his legacy is with the Cowboys, and what what is it for the NFL? You know, does he have much left? We're going to get to that. We got a few more things to get to as well. This is hour two. You're listening to up on Game T.J. Hushmanzada, Plexico Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. We'll be right back. Welcome back in. It's up on game. Uh, we'll be talking Jordan Love in a few moments. First, we're going to get to Zeke Elliott, but we're in the Tyrac.com studios. It's TJ Hutchman's Eyes, Plexico Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. And you know what? If you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy, that's gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the Men's Razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. All right, nothing left. Uh, speaking of taking a shave, your boy Ezekiel Elliott—he he got uh he got shaved off uh, in in Dallas. Uh, I would say up until the the contract that he did, it was a brilliant career. I don't know what, was it injuries? Was it distractions? Was it just the team wasn't that good? I, I, I don't know what took place for Zeke to take such a different, I guess, trajectory level after he got his contract. But how do you guys see his, his career so far? How do you guys see his legacy, you know, in terms of as a Dallas Cowboy?
4: Zeke had a good career, man. The problem is when you come out of the gates, how he came out, if I'm not mistaken, his rookie year, Zeke had over 1,600 yards as a rookie. He never had 1,500 yards a season the rest of his career. And you got to think, the last two seasons, they've been playing 17 games. And so, the extra game really. That rookie year was so great that Ezekiel Elliott had, had. He couldn't live up to that. He was always a good back after that. But when you come, yeah, because
6: he was rookie of the year. He was in, he was uh, offensive MVP, player of the year. Tough, tough to.
4: It was just it was once he sustain. signed the contract. I'm, I just pulled it up now. Once he signed his contract, he had nine hundred seventy nine yards. A thousand yards, eight hundred and seventy-six, and so yeah. that—that's the problem. Is when you come out of the, your rookie year is not just good. He had a great rookie season. If you improve upon that, you going, you starting to position yourself as one of the greatest backs to ever play. And it just started to go downhill from there. But he'll always be one of the better Cowboys running backs. When when I think Cowboys running back, I think Tony Dorsett, Emmitt Smith. Ezekiel
6: Elliott, <clears throat> you know what I say, man. Um, I think he, I think he, I think he had a good career. I wouldn't say great, you know. I think him playing in Dallas will lead to a lot of you know differences of how. I think his his career went, or how we think his career went. But I think he had a solid career based on the, you know, the teams and the office that we uh, we have seen him play on. But uh, you know, I've, we we've seen this happen, you know, like over the last ten years, the decline of running backs. Like the first three people that come to mind, uh, you know, Larry Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and you look at, you know, Derrick Henry, and all, what those guys have in common is low management and we've seen these guys year after year begin to decrease because you're talking about I saw I saw yesterday I think Derrick Henry had 396 touches last year. I think Larry Johnson had two two or three consecutive years where he carried the ball 400 times. And you can't sustain that you know, over, you know, longevity and over a long career. And now you're looking at him being released and Dax and listen, I, I I can't imagine taking the foot the, the field without him, but that that's just the nature of the business. And and Tony Pollard is an upgrade from from Ezekiel at this point in his career. And, you know, those guys that I just named and now you you're looking at what has taken place over the past few years in the NFL with the, at, at the running back position, you, know, you can get you a Tony Pollard. You can get you a Boston Scott in the sixth round. You can get you an Austin Eckler. You can get you a, a, a Miles Sanders, a, a, a Isaiah Pacheco in the fourth, sixth, and seventh round without playing these $15, $20 million salaries at the position because you know the longevity for, these, for this position is not in these guys' favor. And I think that's what we have seen with Ezekiel Elliott. He's only in his seventh season, man, and for him but to that's, that's continue long, to decline—that's
2: long. Only seven LaVar, seasons.
6: That's not a long time for
2: a back. Think that's about long.
4: it. Not when you're a back drafted that high. They—that's long. Dra- they weren't. They weren't really you undervaluing running backs when Zeke got drafted. They weren't really undervaluing them the way they do now.
2: I'm just saying the shelf life. The average shelf life of a good running back is three and a half to four years. So I'm just saying, in terms not of in
6: the air. Not in the era that I, that we played in. I mean, I'm to, I'm talking. I'm I'm referring to Fred 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 Taylor. Yeah. Jerome Bettis. Those are outliers, um, though. Yeah, uh Le- and Thompson. Outlier. Like these
2: guys played ten plus years. Right. Are you putting are we putting Ezekiel Elliott in that category? We are not, because uh, of the longevity. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean all of those are Hall of Famers outside I mean, Fred should be a Hall of Famer, but those Frank Gore. I, mean, I mean those he, are isn't isn't the seasons. He
6: still playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, he put in uh, Edger uh, and Jane. You're talking about yeah. guys that played 10, 11, 12, 13-plus years. Which
2: is crazy. And, At that and, position, that's crazy. And
6: was dominant yeah. year in and year out. There, there was no decline in any of those
2: guys that I just named. You played the style of play that uh, uh, a Fred Taylor or a – uh, Jerome Bettis or even even LT the way he like them cuts and all that stuff. The, I mean Thomas the, Jones played 12 years. TJ played 12 years. Grown man and, and people don't mention Thomas Jones very often but that was a grown man. At and that, that dude was now. so shifty bruh. 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 TJ was that man. That, the other TJ by the way you know. But that that was the TJ I knew before you. But yeah, so and when that's you how start, you knew they so so were we talented. Him, him and his brother both made it to the league. Yeah, yeah so when you backs. start talking yeah, about, no when you start
6: talking about, you know, seven years is a long time. That is what I'm using as my barometer. Those yeah, guys no that we are talking about
2: outliers. What what yeah. you see? What's what's next for? What do you see being next for Ezekiel Elliott? Uh. uh I don't. See, I don't see him returning to the form of being a
6: 1,200, 1300 yard back. You know, especially you know uh, moving forward with, with the way that these offenses are you know get, navigating today. I believe he's going to be a solid player. I mean, I, I, I believe that he can go anywhere and get you seven, eight hundred yards a, a season. But them, th- those days of him, you know, leading the league and uh, you know thirteen, fourteen hundred yards, those, those those days are behind him.
2: What you think, TJ?
6: I don't believe like, – he'll for sure get picked up. He,
4: he'll be a back. And, and this is good for him after seven years of being that guy. Really, last year he split time is he has an opportunity to share time and now play – three four more years and not be the lead back he'll for sure get picked up because he can run the ball he can pass block he can catch the ball he can play all three downs of football and he's a good player he's just not what he was and it's crazy because he's still in his twenties and it's like he's not what he was and he's still young Hmm.
2: I don't know man I I saw him decline and I don't know what it looks like maybe a Maybe a, a, a back that compliments someone else, but as far as, like, the main guy or—and I guess for the position itself at this point, it's all kind of questionable uh, anyway because it's gone to such a, a heavy pass and and not as much run— associated with offenses. I wouldn't anymore.
4: mind seeing him down in uh the Queen City in Cincinnati. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing you know the Bengals lost Pete Ryan. He come yeah. in with the Bengals depending on what he wants and split time with Mixon.
2: Yeah, if he's serviceable, I think that that's that's gonna be his best his best approach is serviceable right. at this point. I mean I I you know he went from such a dominant back. I just, again, I just, uh, wasn't the injury to the knee. It's just how do you go yep. from being so dominant to, to now just like you're just considered serviceable. I mean, I also, can see,
6: uh, you know, Andy Reid, you know, extending in the hand to, to bring on L.A. I can, see that. I can because, see that. Because, you know, it's a one-two punch of him and Isaiah Pacheco, which is a good changeup. So it had to be a situation like that to where, you know, I, I wouldn't see a Cincinnati be because basically him and Joe Mixon kind of have the you know same style of running and and uh, you know Joe is obviously you know the, the the alpha running back over there. So I wouldn't I I, I don't see Zeke playing a lot in that offense.
2: Mm. All right. Well, speaking of offenses and expectations, we're going to talk Packers Jordan Love, but first. Let's go get an update from our guy Isaac Lowenkron.
8: Fellas, round two of the NCAA tournament is underway and five-seed San Diego State has just taken a 44-28 lead over 13-seed Furman with 17 minutes left to play in the second half. Back in the first half, this game was tied at 17 but since then, San Diego State has outscored Furman 27-11. to 11. Kansas announced this morning head coach Bill Self will not be coaching their second-round game today against Arkansas as he continues to recover from a heart procedure last week. The NFL free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. weighed in on a recent report that he's seeking $20 million a year. He tweeted today, quote, I'm just so confused where the quote is from me that said I want 20. All I'm saying is four ain't enough. Unquote. And finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars are re-signing defensive end Adam Gatsas to a two-year deal. Fellas, all yours. Thanks, Ilo. Thank you. Hey,
2: man, enjoy your day, bro. Hey, hey LeVar. You guys, too. Yeah. We, Isaac we've, heard
4: we've heard yeah. Ilo say this twice with the updates. What y'all paying OBJ? What would y'all pay
6: OBJ if y'all the general manager of a team? You know um, what? Uh, looking forward... Uh, he doesn't really have any leverage. Yeah. Like, I ain't asking for I'm giving, 20, but I'm I ain't him, taking four. <laughs>
2: I'm giving him a league. I'm giving him league minimum for his year. I think and he I,
4: has to. That's I'm less take, than four.
2: And I'm making everything incentive-based. I
6: think he has to get out of the mirror because the the guy that he's looking at is is not the player that he once was. And you have basically two non-contact ACL repairs on the same leg, same knee, and that is not something that teams are willing to invest, I would say, more than $4 million in. And I think that's something he's going to have to be honest with himself about and swallow his pride, and if he loves the game of football like we all do, he will go out and to prove to not only himself, to everybody else, that he's worth more than $4 million, but the situation that he's in. You know, he. I think he should just be grateful to be able to get back on the football field and be healthy enough to go out and play the game.
2: What you paying him, TJ? Uh,
6: we all in agreement. I I just don't
4: understand, man. Like, what some of these guys, what goes through their minds that you haven't played football in such a long period of time? And yeah, what happens is you see what other people are signing for, and like, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. And you may be, but they aren't coming off an ACL injury. They're not coming off that. And so you have to put things in perspective. He may be better than these guys that are signing out or signing for whatever they're signing for. But we ain't seen it. You're coming off an injury. And so, to me, you not taking four, if if you're not taking four – (laughs) <laughs> you're not playing football right let me and ask you so,
2: let me ask you this is is obj because for a long time obj's brand would have would have commanded a certain amount of money to go along with his, his that's app. gone okay that's it's gone, it's gone. It's a, okay a, a, that's a brand a,
6: a brand doesn't play football yeah, who but, cares? Brand, but like brands who, who, can who?
2: sell tickets to the games. Brands who can, can sell hope. Now, people know. still going to the damn man, game. But
6: they
4: going brand, to the game. It's the NFL, man. They go to the game. Every game is sold out. LaVar, you tell me one game that Odell man. played in that sold out because he was playing.
2: I mean, hey, at one point in time, he was selling. No. Brand
4: when he left the Giants, did they continue to sell out games? Uh, When he left Cleveland, did they continue to sell out games? When he got hurt for the Rams, did they continue to sell out games? He has a brand, but these games is going to be sold out anyway.
6: Does your brand make you available is what we want to know.
2: Well, that needs to be his brand because his brand hasn't been available. Yeah, is your best ability. I mean, so he
6: he should just –
4: if he really wants to play football and make – because he's still relatively young, if – You want to maximize your earning potential.
6: Why don't we just get him on the show?
4: Why don't we just get him on the show? You're
6: you're going to have to take a step back.
4: But call you, you me, know man. how it is with these youngsters nowadays, bro. <laughs> you say something that they don't like, you hating on them. Like, nah, we just giving you good advice. Oh, right now, like, he'd oh, say hey, we I'm hate. Like TJ right these now.
2: These young boys like TJ. Are sensitive, man.
6: If i acting like TJ Yeah,
2: right yeah. Man, yeah, you know yeah. TJ mean. will <laughs> get to pick up the phone.
6: Yeah, let me call his camp right <laughs> TJ will call the camp. <laughs>
2: hey, um, before we go to break, what do you guys think about the jordan love era starting i i heard you loud and clear tj thinking you're you're thinking positively about it what's your expectations for the packers this year and with with jordan love i i expect uh jordan love to play good football i really
4: do you when he came in who were they playing uh last year when Rodgers went out ah it'll come to me in a second but he looked good in that small sample size. He 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 looked really good. Now, you're going to go through the entire offseason as a starter, training camp as a starter, with young receivers that you can grow with. That division, that, that's the key. It's up for grab. Should be better. The Vikings – I don't know, but the Detroit Lions are going to be better. The Chicago Bears are going to be better. And and so it's not going to be the cakewalk that Aaron Rodgers was accustomed to, even when Detroit Lions, those two division wins every year. The Chicago Bears, for the most part, it was two division wins. They may split with the Vikings. So that's five wins every year right there. But I, I expect Jordan Love to be a pretty good quarterback, and not only do I expect him to be a quarterback, once
6: this season is over, what they're gonna look to extend him. Let's <clears throat> be honest, man. I don't know. We don't know how the new, we don't know how the Green Bay Packers are gonna look because he hasn't been on the field enough over the last three years to give us an accurate assessment of how we think he's gonna play, and that's just the the, the, the raw nature of it. Do I think he's a good player? I think it's pretty good uh, for some of the you know the, the plays that I've seen him playing the preseason and his decision making. if the balls coming out quick. It looks like he can diagnose coverages and and and, and make good decisions. Make good decisions. But for the Green Bay Packers, you, it, we we have seen this play on with Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre for you know three or four or five years or whatever that case was when he when he was named after the start, I I think it was after the 07 season because we did go to Green Bay and beat the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game in 2007. So that would have made Aaron Rodgers the starter in in 08. But, you know, the Green Bay Packers have had 40 years of franchise quarterbacking. And is he going to come in and be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers moving forward? I don't think so. So you Green Bay Packers fans are going to have to be patient because you've been accustomed to generational quarterbacking at that position, and we just don't know week in and week out for 17 weeks if if Jordan Love is going to be consistent enough as a quarterback going forward to win the division and put his team into the playoffs because he just hasn't played enough.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have crazy high expectations for for the Packers or for Jordan Love. But, I mean, it remains to be seen. It's not like I've always been right on my, things I predict. So, for <laughs> what it's worth. You've <laughs> been I mean, Hey, that this, game this year, was that
4: Philadelphia game, man, when he went six for nine, threw for over 100 yards in the touchdown. I was like, ah, oh, he looked good.
2: Your well, we're going to have I mean, to wait and see, man. It's the
6: same guy that said the Packers would win the Super Bowl, the Saints would win the division, and the Arizona Wildcats would win the national championship. And they me. all gone. <laughs> that
2: was me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad that you guys can laugh at me at my um oh, my oh, misfortunes and sorry. my We're shortcomings. Not even close though. It's very interesting how you guys are, are ganging up on me right now, pause. <laughs> um You're listening to Up One Game. That uh is uh TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris that are um ganging. Um, coming together and and picking on me, um, I'm Levar Arrington, I'm the the recipient of of them picking on. me. But I, my picks were wrong. But you know what? We got up on game, down on game coming up in the next segment. So maybe I can get myself basketball? Back right. I mean, it's I mean it is March Madness, isn't it? Yeah. What right. you know we about to basketball? We gotta bring the, we gotta bring up on game,
6: down on the game in every sport. Okay, not why? just football. I
2: mean, why not? We know sports, I mean, you know. Some of us more than others, I Let's guess. Let's go, Penny loaf of Ryan. Let's go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. He's up on game, Fox Sports Radio. Two NBA insiders
0: podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
6: All happening in only one place, this league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me.
2: back up and up on game yeah we're in Tire Rat studio yeah. we're doing it right we're doing it up we're doing it down yep yep it's up on game it's TJ out and Plexico Burris and me man doing my thing talking to you on the radio yeah. Hey. anyway alright uh <laughs> <laughs> We're in the TireRack.com studios. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with Up On Game as your code. New customers can bet $5. Get $200 in free bonus bets. And bonus bets, excuse me. Free ain't in that script. It's bonus bets because, you know, you're on technicalities and all that stuff. Instantly win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Up On Game. Now it's time for Up On Game. Or down on game, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. What we got? Look the eye. Hunt, hunt.
3: Time for some picks. Are you up on game?
2: Hey, let's crank this up. Let's crank it up.
3: Or down on game. Get down.
2: All right, Ron. Give me my opportunity to redeem myself after being taken advantage of by these two youngsters on this show. <laughs> well, we got a lot of great
3: second-round games going on today. We'll start with the one that tips off in the next hour here. That is Duke,
0: Tennessee. Duke is favored minus three and a half.
3: Levar, we'll start with you here.
2: Minus three and a half. Uh, yeah, I think Duke will win, and I think they will. They will win by more than three and a half.
4: Man, I'm rolling with the Duke Blue Devils. Shire and the Blue Devils have seemed to figure out
2: yeah, they've been uh,
4: how together. to play good basketball. This will probably be the most competitive game of the day as Tennessee, led by Rick Barnes, is a really good program, good team. But I'm going with the Duke Blue Devils, and I'll give up three and a half points.
6: Guys, with your basketball knowledge, the Duke Blue Devils have been playing quality basketball over the past few weeks, but yeah. I'm going to say that the Duke Blue Devils win by less than three. Oh, they wow. By one a, they win by one or two. No way. So, I'm going to take Tennessee, but Duke will win the game by one or two points, not three.
2: Okay. We got another one seed in action today. Kansas versus Arkansas. Kansas is favored minus three and a half despite the
3: one versus eight. Uh, TJ, we'll start with you here.
4: Man, Bill Self, as Ilo has said, or maybe I read, uh, will not be coaching this game. Um, Arkansas. Arkansas
2: can win this game.
4: Is a pretty good team. Had a really good season last year. Lost some guys to the NBA draft. I'ma say Kansas wins the game. I'ma say it's gonna be a tight game, but Arkansas will cover.
6: I'm oh man, Arkansas. I'm going, I'm going with the Razorbacks of Arkansas. I just think that, you know, the physicality of which Arkansas plays with, it will get to uh, Kansas and the and the Jayhawks. And the combination of those two things and not having Bill self available. The Rock Chalk Jayhawks are going down today Hmm. to the mighty Razorbacks of
2: Arkansas. Nope, Kansas is going to cover. Taking Kansas. The other one seed in action is Houston. They are taking on Auburn. Uh, Houston
3: favored minus 5.5 here. Uh, Plaxico, start with you.
6: Man, it's a tough game, man. My guy Sasser re re aggravated his growing. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. But uh, I still have to go with Houston. They're a one seed, and they did Houston wrong. How are you the one seed? You're playing against Auburn and you gotta go play in their gym. You gotta go play in their home state. NCAA, get it together. It's not right. You shouldn't be playing a team in the own damn gym in the tournament, and I'm still taking the uh, Houston to win the game.
2: Houston gonna spank
6: them.
4: Yeah, that Sasser's does concern not me that Marcus Sasser has that groin injury that happened in the AAC tournament. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with the Houston Cougars, Kelvin Sampson. The way they play defense, I'm going with Houston. Yeah.
2: One yeah. more really quickly here just for you, LeVar. Penn State, baby, I'm taking
4: them Against Texas. Texas Texas minus
2: five and a half.
4: Let's go! I'm, t- I'm taking Texas. Texas. Hey, I got Texas by double digits. I hate y'all. I hate y'all. <laughs> I got Texas by double digits.
2: <laughs> hey, we just put y'all up on game. I hope y'all enjoy betting on the games, watching the games, you know, enjoy some friend time and all that good stuff. All right, we'll check y'all next week.
0: Jonas Ish. Knox is up next. We'll talk to you.